welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devatara called Parshas Vayera, the ultimate test in life. Shalom to everyone. In Parshas Vayera, I want to share with you an idea about Akeda Sitzchak. When Avram Avinu, one of his ten Nisyanot that HaKadosh Buch was trying him out, and this is considered to be the top of the top, the most difficult Nisayan that HaKadosh Buch tested Avram, after he promised him that there will be many generations coming from him through this one son, Yitzchak, and at the end of the day, Hashem tries him out and says to please sacrifice his only son, not his only son, but the son that came from Sarah, and to sacrifice him for Hashem. And Avraham Avinu, despite the obvious difficulties involved, goes on and tries to perform what HaKadosh Baruch requested of him. Until we know an angel comes down and says, The angel of Hashem called to him and said, Avraham, Avraham, Don't do anything to, to, to your son. I now realize I now came to the realization that you're a God-fearing Jew, and even your only son, you didn't withheld, you didn't withhold from me. The question is, what's unique? I mean, it's obvious that this was, this was not an easy thing to do to, sac- to try to sacrifice his son. But at the end of the day. What was unique about this request, this Nisayon that Hashem gave to Avram, that only now it is evident that he's a God-fearing Jew? It seems pretty obvious that throughout all the Nisayonists, all his life actually, one could see that he's a God-fearing Jew. So what was so unique about this specific request that only now it's evident, obviously HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew this all along, and the Mepharshim explained that it's only out now very evident to other people, meaning to the angels and to the other people around him, that he's a God-fearing Jew. What was unique about this? So I looked for this question, and I did find it in a couple of places. One, I guess, can say, and a very simple answer is that, yeah, no matter what, to hurt your own son, that's a very difficult thing. He must be a God-fearing Jew to be able to do that. But I think that Avram Avinu, it was evident already from a long time ago, that he was on a higher level than that. And whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands him to do, it's obvious he'll go ahead with that. that we gave an answer to this question two years ago, for those of you who remember, that the whole Nisayan, what, what was the test for Avinu? If HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to him, to any one of us, and told us to do something, it will be pretty obvious for us to do it. That for Avram Avinu will be easy to do. And we answered then, because it wasn't so obvious to Avram Avinu what was really Hashem's will. Because Avram Avinu knew that if the word goes out and everyone will know that he sacrificed his own son, people will say, this person's crazy, we're not following him. And the Kaddish Bukhu is going to lose a lot of followers. And that's why Avram Avinu had to convince himself and realize that I don't care. HaKadosh Buhu commanded me to do something. I'm putting my own logic aside and I'm blindly and faithfully following HaKadosh Buhu's words. But now we want to give a different answer. Before the different answer, I want to share with you an answer of the Natsiv. The Natsiv in his Pelush on Chumash Hamik Daval says that the reason there's something unique about here is that indeed if someone wasn't close to the king and the king forced him to, to kill his son, it's obvious he would 
do what the king says, because the king in two seconds can kill him and his son. So that's not a big deal. But when the but when the person that is being commanded to kill his son has a good connection with the king, then you would expect the person to try to tell the king, please, please get me out of it, please, we're close, please, I'm, I'm asking you. So to Avram Avinu, he had a very big connection with HaKadosh Buchu. HaKadosh Buchu loved Avram Avinu. He's the first one to realize that HaKadosh Buchu is Melech HaOilam, the king of all kings, the king of the world. And yet still Avram Avinu, when it came to his own test, he didn't say anything. HaKadosh Buchu said, he blindly followed. As opposed to when HaKadosh Buchu tried to wipe, up a whole, wipe out a whole city, Sdoim, he fought and fought and told Hashem, maybe you can, maybe there's a couple of righteous people there and you won't destroy the city. But when it came to him, he blindly did whatever Kaddish Buhu wanted. And that shows Bemet something unique. And Bemet, Atayadati, and only now, to this level of understanding how, how much of Ramavin was a God-fearing Jew, you can understand. I want to suggest a different answer. And it goes like this. Kaddish Buhu created us, and we discussed this in previous with a certain default setting that each one has an etiyah to certain things. What I mean by that is that everyone has a natural inclination for different things. Some people are more inclined to acts of chesed. Some people are more inclined to be very quiet just to sit down and learn the whole day. And some people actually are inclined to, tell, to, to always tell people how to become better. But everyone has a different netias, a different pull to something. And that is really based on, everyone has his neshama, his soul comes from a different root, a different Jewish neshama. We're all connected together with the Kaddish Bukhu. It says that Torah Am Yisrael and the Kaddish Bukhu are one, and that's how, through our, through our neshamas. Chelek Elohim Imal, it's a part of the Kaddish Bukhu. But we each come from a different root, and that's because also our composition is actually made, there's four basic elements, we're talking about elements even before the elements we know today that they found in science. And that's, in Russian of, of uh, Chazal, is called fire. Perhaps not the fire we know today, but fire, water, sand or earth, and ruach, and wind. And you can, if you really get to know someone, you can know what, what pool he has more. If he's more spiritual by default, then he has more ruach. If he's more active and energetic, he has more fire, ash, etc., Avram Avinu, it was pretty obvious from day one that he has a, he had a pull to the Mida, to the characteristic of Chesed. To be merciful towards others, to always come and help them. And therefore, it was only natural that he'll be Oived Hashem through the channel of Chesed. But now came the real Nisayon. Now, he had to do an act that is exactly the opposite of his natural inclination. He was inclined to do acts of Chesed. A merciful act. Right now, HaKadosh Baruch is asking him to do something that's exactly the opposite of his natural tendency. His natural tendency is to do an act of chesed. And Avadai, that, is, that should indicate to a person how he should be over the Hashem. But Avram Avinu did way more than that. When Hashem asked him to do an act that totally goes against his natural inclination, i.e. to do an act of potential, I guess, murder, to sacrifice his own son, that surely was very, very difficult. But Avraham Avinu stepped up to the plate and said, I'm putting my own natural inclination on the side. My Ratzon, 
My Ratzon, my will is to do Hashem's will. Hashem command me to do this, even though this is against my natural tendency, I'm still doing it. I'm blindly following HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Oh, now it will be evident to everyone that sees that his natural tendency and inclination is to do Maise Chesed, an act of Chesed. He'll even do a Maise that's exactly the opposite of Chesed because I command him to do. And now it is evident that he's a Yerei Elohim. He's a real God-fearing Jew. I think we each, all of us can take this lesson that it's true that we have natural tendencies and it's easy for us to do certain things in our Vedas Hashem. But sometimes, I think we all know, we have a deep voice inside of us telling us that in certain situations, Ritzon Hashem is to do something that's not so easy for us to do. It's against our natural tendency. But yet, we know it's the right thing. Yiratzon, that we'll have the Koychois and we'll be able to take the lesson from, from this Shtikol uh, Torah that no matter what, we'll always do what we believe is Ritzon Hashem. It's interesting to know that Ritzon is also Otiot Sino, which is a tube. I don't know how to literally translate that. A Tzino, and that connects that tube through that tube. We connect to the Shefa of HaKadosh Bohu. So Yiratzon, that our Ritzon, our will, will be Hashem's will. And through that, we'll be able to get much bracha and atzlacha and get closer to Hashem. And we'll be zoiched through that too in Moisa Mashiach. Good job. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Through Asaf Aaron Prisman. Please share with your friends and family. PrismaofTorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divri Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, PrismaofTorah.com. This podcast was produced for free by Ali Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Leva, Siona, Yakov Alexander, Ben Mordechai, Isaac, Isaac, Ben Moshe.